Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode one, a dime today for a dollar tomorrow. I'm your host, Alex, and I have the honor to have Joshua Chung as my guest on my episode. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Oh, doing good. This is episode one, so uh, nervous, start. but uh, yeah, excited to get this going. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Josh. Uh, I'm 27 years old, studied at accounting in university, uh, now work for the government. Short and sweet. That's how we like it. That's right. <laughs> and I don't want to give it away, but what is, I'll let you do the uh, introduction of your hobby. So what is your hobby? My hobby is investing. Any kind of investing or is there a specific uh, kind? Specifically, I like, I like swing trading. Um, for those who don't know, swing trading is kind of a mix between day trading and long-term trading. So whereas day trading, you make many trades in a day. Long-term trading, you make one trade every few months. Uh, usually, I'll try to make one trade a month and hold it for a couple of days to a couple of weeks. Okay, so do some months you do more than one? Uh, if I get lucky. And, if, and if like, you so get lucky. It depends on what opportunities come out. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Now, to qu- the question to follow that is, why do you do it? Uh, well, at first, it started off as a means to, to, to try and achieve my goal of financial independence, so as a way to try and make some money. But as I started uh, pursuing this hobby, it became more of a hobby and less of a money generating generating tool mm. um just like trading in general for me is very fun it's kind of hard to explain <laughs> <laughs> that's fair we're, we're just gonna have a talk and stuff like that and whatever comes to your mind just tell me um based off of that so that's why you do it but on a personal level what kind of feelings do you get from it uh does it bring like happiness or uh, uh release endorphins or endorphins uh you know what I mean? The excitement. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so many things. Yeah. Well, for me, um, trading provides an avenue for things where you can't really get that anywhere else. I guess you, in, in some ways, you can think of it as exhilarating, like when you go to the casino and have a big win. Um, crushing, when you face a big loss. Uh, obviously, that's not quite as pleasant, but it's a learning experience. And I am a big fan of personal improvement. So trading for me kind of combines a lot of things that I find interesting. So one is trying to use the knowledge that you've gained and mm-hmm. the things, less, different lessons that you've learned from your different experiences, both winning trades and losing trades, and kind of culminating all that together into a winning strategy. Because the satisfying thing for me is when you make a winning trade, you know that it's all because of you and your effort. And it's not because of luck. It's it's something that you created yourself. So based off of that, actually, is there like a, is it 50-50 like luck and skills? Well, I would say skills, but experience and knowledge or is it? I would say luck definitely plays a part in it somewhat. Um, there's obviously not a, not a perfect strategy out there that you will always win and never lose. Um, but what sets apart a successful trader from an unsuccessful trader is skill and not luck because luck is inconsistent luck is, of luck, is luck yeah <laughs> no i completely get it how did investment turn into who you are today uh a lot of things actually so so i guess at, at its very core mm. um investing has provided a financial boon for me so mm. it's helped me to afford my current quality of life but also more on a personal level an emotional level um investing is a difficult pursuit mm-hmm. um so it forces you to have a lot of personal growth if you want to stick with it. So it's taught me things like 
humility and trying to keep humble and trying not to be too arrogant or that's that's one of the things that uh, when I first started trading uh, those were all the 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 sins I committed I guess you can say I started off very arrogant um, thinking I was like better than mutual fund managers so mm. that, that, that kind of uh, youthful arrogance okay um, so you're saying youthful arrogance and when you first started so how long you've been doing this for uh I've been trading for seven years now oh, okay and the arrogance part lasted for how long is it just like well, one to, year? To, if I'm being honest, it's still there. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like reduced, right? It, I would say it's still there, but the, the trick is not getting rid of my arrogance because it's always going to be part of me. Okay. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why I've been confident enough to stick with it, even through losing times and thinking I can still I can still do it despite losses. Um, so that's always going to be part of me, but the, the trick to it is trying to work past it. So... A big part of investing for me is self-improvement. So recognizing my weaknesses and working on it, trying to keep it under control rather than letting it drive my investing. So okay. that's a that's a big part of how it's changed me personally. So you pretty much channeled in your, I'm saying it rudely, but your yeah. arrogance and yeah. you, you turn it into a positive light and exactly. use it in your own way. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um so in investment is it's not in relation to your job. You're working for the government. We don't have to go into detail mm-hmm. on what you do at the government. You mm-hmm. know, hush hush. Maybe he's a spy. We don't know. <laughs> um, no, it's unrelated. My uh, <laughs> investing is definitely a hobby for me. I mean, in a, in a dream world, it would one day be my career, but that's a long ways away. I think. <laughs> so investment, you're saying it's a career away? Why well, no career? It's a long ways away. A long ways away. Sorry, I'm stumbling on my words. Um, is there a big market physically here in Ottawa for investing or is it more in bigger uh, cities? Such as I, w- I would say like maybe on an, no, no, in, in Ottawa, there's not really much of a market for it. I mean, when, when I was in university, actually, I, I was jumping between majors, uh, between accounting and finance and finance has always been what I wanted to lean towards considering my passion for investing. But <laughs> having grown up in Ottawa, uh, and having all my family and friends here, I never intended to leave. But Ottawa doesn't really have a market for investing jobs, whereas those are more Montreal and uh, Toronto. That's where those stock exchanges are. So naturally, that's where mm-hmm. the investing jobs were. But uh, I, despite my passion for investing, I chose to stick with accounting instead of going for finance because I never saw myself leaving Ottawa to to Montreal or Toronto. So there's, there's not much of a market here, unfortunately, but... Uh, I've been lucky enough to find some people at work who also share this interest with me. Okay, so for people who are listening, Josh is not driving all the way to Toronto to do his investments. <laughs> it's all done online, correct? Yeah, yeah. Just is there home. a website or a yeah. program you use? Yeah, well, these, these days, um, investing is very accessible. So you can even do it on your phone if you really? wanted. Uh, there are apps for it. Um, basically, just anywhere you can have internet access to get uh, onto your mobile, your your online brokerage's website. Even like if somebody had a smartwatch, I don't know about that. I'm, it might be pushing <laughs> a little bit, but then you have smart fridges. You could do. You know what? I could see that. Just people going just, to just their fridges. Fun. Yeah, I want a banana. <laughs> mm, invest in bananas. Well, very good. <laughs> um, who or what got you uh, interested in investment? Was it a person that introduced you to it, or an event, or something you saw on TV or on the internet? Um. I guess it it was always in the back of my mind when when I was growing up. I mean, thinking one I want to one day become rich. That was kind of like my my childhood dream. 
um, I wanted to become rich and it was a bit of a naive dream then, but, uh, eventually I was, I was trying to find different ways how you make money. And of course, if you're looking for ways to make money, eventually you'll stumble across the stock market and, uh, the, the, the luster of it obviously uh, piqued my interest and, uh, like just a random Google search or, uh, I don't know when, when exactly I found out about it. I mean, like you hear about it, people talking about it. Um, yeah. I guess my first memory of the stock market must have been when I was just a kid uh, playing this online game called Neopets. I don't know if you heard about it. They had stock markets in Neopets? They, they, had, they had a game called the Neopets Stock Simulator. Jeez. It was it was a very simple game compared to the, the real-life stock market, but the concepts were there where you have stock tickers that go up and down and... Uh, I I just played it as a game then, but I, mean, it, I guess I, I guess it got the idea in the back of my mind that you can make money from the stock market. Was it stressful playing that game as a kid? No, no, that no, you no can... not at all. It, I mean, it's just a game, you, right? You I, there's nothing up, I can lose. Imagine just waking up at eight a.m. I gotta go to see the stocks. Nah, what are you doing, son? It's Neopets. I gotta go do it. <laughs> wow, I did not know Neopets actually went into that much. Yeah, detail you'd be surprised. With, and you can put down a mortgage for a house and <laughs> Neopets geez. is actually a, a very. Uh, very inclusive game with a lot of different features. Is this still on today? I I bet it. I bet it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. This might be a silly question, but uh, do you have a specific time of the day that you invest, or is it time of the week? Um, is it like nine to five or? Well, the the stock market is open Monday to Friday, nine thirty a.m. to four p.m. Um, I find that for my my strategy, which is swing trading, usually the best time for me is to enter in the afternoon and to exit in the afternoon because usually that's when the the markets have settled for the day and you can more easily uh, analyze the market and predict where it's going to go because in the morning it's uh, all chaotic from the day traders and just a lot of catching up on whatever news happened in the evening after the close so in general just enter in the afternoon okay uh so just in the afternoon uh so you say you only do it in the afternoon Mm -hmm. uh does that mean uh, you only do it for two, three hours, or is it? Uh, or some days, I'm guessing some days is more than others. Yeah, it kind of depends, like on on a week by week basis. Like if if one week I do, like usually I'll do my analysis on the weekend, and I'll see at that point if there are any opportunities, and mm. if there are none, then I'll just very casually check the markets. But if I've identified an opportunity over the weekend, then I'll I'll usually check the markets uh, throughout the week each day couple times check it in the morning check it at lunchtime and then if i'm deciding i want to actually make a trade then i'll do it in the afternoon but uh, in terms of checking on the markets i'll i'll usually do it throughout the day okay um speaking about time period is there seasons that are better than others or it's just 24 hours seven days a week uh, well not 24 hours not nine to four yeah but seven days or five days a week well i'm really off of this but <laughs> i mean like let's say during the holiday seasons maybe it's a lot busier or the new year uh, I guess it depends how superstitious you are. Oh, okay. There's yeah. There's, it goes to that. There's, there's a lot of different elements. Um, personally, for me, I don't, I don't lean too heavily into seasons or uh, things like that. But uh, I know there are a lot of different, different. Uh, I guess I'll call them hypotheses. Mm-hmm. Like the, the uh, rainy day effect. Like uh, people say that on a rainy day when there's bad weather, then the markets will go down just because people are in a bad mood or there's like the the monday morning effect where um garfield stocks, hates mondays you no know, it's like a it's a thing where people say the stocks will move a certain way on friday and then they'll move a certain way on monday 
Um, there's like a December effect where at the end of the year, everyone's selling off their stocks to uh, settle things for tax purposes, lock in their gains, lock in their losses. Um, January, there's like another effect where people will repurchase all their stocks. So th there's a lot of different hypotheses out there. I mean, none of them are tested over a long period of time, so you can't really say if one works or not. Personally, for me, I don't uh, lean too heavily into any of these things, but um, there are some things that are for sure seasons mm -hmm. like depending on the industry um maybe the airline industry has different cycles there's uh, the retail industry which also has different cycles um just like any other industry there are some strong sales seasons and some weak sales seasons and if you um do a lot of research into one particular industry then maybe you'll eventually come across these cycles but as for me i don't uh, i don't really focus on any one industry strong enough to have that kind of leaning. Okay. And talking about focusing and learning, uh, I heard that, well, I heard and saw part of it or the whole thing. You actually have a book that you wrote, right? Yeah, I've been working on it for the past uh, few months. It's called A Step Towards Freedom. It, uh, it's been a, it started off as a, just a, a, a hobby, I guess, just like investing did. But uh, over time, it kind of grew um, from a few ramblings to uh taking a bit more form and eventually uh, when i had more time i decided i'll turn it into an actual book and uh organize the thoughts in a more cohesive manner and basically it's about how i learned investing from a personal perspective so about me growing up what kind of um situations i got myself into that led me to uh to this pursuit how i learned about the stock market mm -hmm. how i taught myself investing um are there any outside elements that you brought into investments? So let's say life experience that you took from the outside and you said, you know what, I'll apply this in investments, such as, I don't know, uh, critical thinking or way of ma maintaining certain aspects of investments or how to... Uh, I guess... I guess. Uh, I know it's a really weird question to yeah, ask, but... But um, there's definitely some elements like uh, trying to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of times when the markets are open and the numbers are all going up and down. You try to ignore it and take a deep breath and uh, just try to be calm and think of an analytical approach instead of an emotional approach. Um, when things get really rough and very chaotic in the markets, uh, something that actually has helped me quite a bit that I actually learned from my boxing days is to... Be crunch calm. the numbers. No, not crunch numbers. <laughs> but uh, to to force yourself to be calm, you you stop thinking about everything and just stop. Focus on your breathing and just take a deep breath. Um, I guess these days they call that deep breathing, um, mm. or you can call it meditating. But uh, when things really overwhelm me, uh, the markets are all chaotic. Then I'll just stop thinking about making trades or anything. I'll just stop stop thinking about anything and just focus on my breathing, and that usually calms me down and makes me uh, make better decisions so you take a break from your hobby and you do another hobby sure. so i guess uh another way to calm yourself so it has stressed you out in the past i'm guessing oh, right? of course uh, if if you but, if you pursue investing that you know that it's going to cause you stress has you stressed you out more recently or more when you first started like i'm guessing now you realize okay these are the things that stress me out i have to back off from it for a little bit and then come back at it or uh, in the recent few years, um, my performance has been has been much better than when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, 
so from a performance perspective it hasn't stressed me out as much as in my first year in my first year i had a lot of lessons to learn a lot of um i guess theories i want to to work through to decide what works and what doesn't um so of course that experimentation leads to a lot of loss mm. and a lot of loss leads to a lot of stress it's a it's a cycle <laughs> well i'm the bald one here not you <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting there <laughs> But okay, so speaking about experience and learning, did you have any mentors or people who guided you through the process? Yeah, um, a few years ago, so I've been investing for seven years, but uh, a few years ago, I met my mentor at work, actually, and uh, he taught me quite a bit about uh, different different tools that you can use. Um, so for me, I'm a technical trader. There is this, I guess you can break it down into two different kinds. Okay. There's a fundamental trader and a technical trader so fundamental trader focuses more on things like uh financial statements company earnings company news maybe what their management style is stuff like that and uh, technical trading is based more on tools that try to measure maybe the thermometer of the stock market to determine if it's bearish or bullish if things are going to go up or if things are going to go down um so one thing that my mentor taught me was uh, a lot of different tools and how to more effectively uh, hone in on that mm. kind of strategy because I was only using uh, a couple uh, technical tools, but he introduced me to to a few more that uh, really honed in my strategy, made it a lot more effective. So I definitely have a lot to thank, a lot to uh, thank my mentor for, because he uh, kind of was kind of the secret to my success. Okay, so you had a mentor, and now you become you became the master. Are you a mentor? <laughs> not not even close. <laughs> okay, a master in training. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in other words, are you a mentor towards somebody else? So, tr- continuing the lessons and teaching other people your knowledge and experience, so they can. Yeah, I've I've taught a, a number of people. Um, I think I've I've tried to teach uh, maybe like five or six people. Uh, all at the same time? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, all at different times. Okay, but that's still pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it's it's very fun to try and teach other people. I mean, when you see other people who are passionate about learning, it reminds me of me when I was just starting out. So I imagine if I was first starting out, what would I want to tell myself? And uh, obviously, I would appreciate having outside help so that mm. you don't have to go through as many painful lessons as I did. Um, so yeah. with that, uh, I'm guessing you realize some people have different ways of learning, or is very it- much so. So different mindsets. And are they investing in the same things as you are? Or are you trying no. to teach them to invest in whatever they're interested in? Yeah, well, well, for me, uh, all I can really do is teach them what I know, mm-hmm. give them the tools that, that I've used personally. But everyone has a different style. Everyone has different goals, risk tolerances. Like, for example, I remember I was teaching one of my students and um, I was showing them a, a typical textbook trade and uh i was telling them okay when the indicators look like this then this is what you should do and this is a pretty low risk trade uh this is like your bread and butter trade and uh she was looking at it and she was saying even even in this trade it it looks too risky for me to enter and i was was caught off guard by that because in my experience this is like a textbook trade like you're i'm very happy when i see this kind of trade Mm -hmm. and to hear that even this is too risky for her really gave me an impression that different traders see things in different ways. So everyone has a different risk profile. So all I can really do, I can't force someone to do my same strategy because mm. maybe that won't even work for them. Um, for example, my mentor taught me his strategy 
but it doesn't work for me because we have different goals and mm-hmm. risk profiles. And just like how I try and teach other people, they have different goals and risk profiles. Um, so of course, one strategy might not necessarily work for someone else. But uh, the thing that I try and do is just give them the tools and let them roam free. They'll experiment on their own. Okay, so in other words, also, I'm guessing you've learned a little bit from the people you taught. Yeah. Like that experience right there, you just said, wow, you didn't see that coming, but mm-hmm. it had brought a new perspective. Mm-hmm. And plus, like my, my students, they'll tell me about the things that they trade and um, they'll tell me about the different lessons that they, that they themselves learned. Um, like something for me that I would personally never even think about venturing into is uh, like pot stocks. That was a really big thing and I guess still is a big thing, but uh some people I've 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 taught they have ventured into it and they they found it to be lucrative. Um, it's a it's just another idea. Now, of course, I know what pot stocks are, oh. but let's let's pretend that I do not. Okay, what are they exactly for those who are wondering? So just uh, like marijuana stocks, like oh, as an actual pot. Yeah, I was thinking as an it's a term. I thought it was an an oh, acronym no, for something. No, okay, no, no, that no. makes more it's sense. Marijuana yeah. stocks. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I knew what that was. Yeah, I was just testing you. <laughs> um, so, are there any misconceptions about investments or just taking up invest being an investor as a hobby? There's a lot of misconceptions. Basically, from what what I what I gather is almost everything that people think of the stock market is probably wrong um but i guess if i want to focus on one thing it would be investing is not as easy as it seems but it's also not as impossible as it seems um if you really work at it then anyone could succeed given that they put enough effort and are willing to work on self-improvement um but at the same time, you're not going to treat the stock market like a lottery ticket where it's going to be your road to riches. And if you, if you get in, then you'll become the rich, the next, the next Warren Buffett. Like it's, it's not, mm. it's not easy, but it's not impossible either. So you gotta have the tricycle wheels on before you just start riding the bike. It's yeah. all about learning. And it's of course better to have a mentor or somebody to help, yeah. to help you go through this process. Right? Yeah. Plus like I, the way I see it is, Investing is just like any other profession mm-hmm. where you have to go through a phase where you just focus on education and learning. Um, just like if you want to be an engineer, you can't just jump into a job and mm. think you can do it. Like you have to go through education, you have to go through training. There's a lot of process before you can actually succeed with it. Um, I see investing the same way. I see it as a profession, um, not just like a like something you pick up and mm-hmm. and suddenly succeed at it doesn't really work like that okay wow so uh actually going off of that do you think it should be something taught in school J- just to just to brush up like the surface of it the idea of knowing how to manage your money correctly and spending it in the right spot not necessarily let's say investment but knowing how to spend your money and not just well i definitely think that um personal finance should be a thing that you teach in school mm-hmm. um things like teach you about credit cards and how they have very high high uh, interest rates so you should try not to use them um or things like don't spend money that you don't have yeah th- th- those kind of like concepts like focus on saving long-term planning retirement planning um 
Well, for our generation, retirement. <laughs> yeah. It's it's getting there. Well, we're only 26 or 27. <laughs> yeah. We still got ways to go. Um, so in in some, investment has made your life better, right? Very much it so. It made you grow into a wiser person. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you could take these words out of my mouth and <laughs> use it in your own words, but I'm just trying to put the pieces to the puzzle together. And it made you smarter. It made you... More patient, mm-hmm. and for sure, because I'm guessing when you first saw it, you like you wanted to get the money right away. Yeah, or... like very gung ho, <laughs> but um, like it, it, it forces you to yeah, yeah to like question yourself and like be more patient. And um, I guess one of the the big things I learned in my first year of investing was not to uh, get too ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Just because you have baby steps, uh, one one good trade doesn't mean that you'll have a great year. Um, one step at a time. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Um, so would you consider yourself a professional or no, just, no, or you're, I, so you're not, you're not new. It's not new. You're no, I, I mean, I've been doing it for seven years. I, I wouldn't consider myself a pro, but I also wouldn't consider myself a beginner. Um, I, I guess I would consider myself a senior amateur. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, so is this one thing you would like to share with the world and like talk about it with other people in the streets or is it just one thing you want to keep to yourself and escape from reality, making your own little personal hobby or? Well, for me, I, I would love, I love talking to people about investing, mm-hmm. but the types of people that tend to pursue investing are like a mixed bag. Some people pursue investing because they want to get rich. Um, some people want to pursue investing because they genuinely find it interesting. I'm more in the in the latter group. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of different. Uh, you can even say like Reddit groups um, yeah, yeah. out there for for different purposes. Um, I wouldn't really care to to uh, chat with investing about people who are just in it for the money. But if you're genuinely interested in the topic. Um, you like to discuss strategy. You like to, to discuss uh, personal improvement instead of just uh, talking about oh, go three times long oil, go all in, blah blah. I'm gonna get rich this this trade. Like, that, that's not really the kind of investment that I like to do. I, I mm-hmm. like to do it because the personal improvement, working on strategy, um, better yourself as a person. Yeah. yeah, and like just like work towards financial independence, not necessarily. Um, try and make tons of money from it and that that's not really the reason i'm in it mm-hmm. the reason i'm in it is more of an intellectual pursuit i guess you can say and it's a the money's a nice side bonus no i completely understand that now you might have a strong opinion about this but bitcoins <laughs> any, any any thoughts on that if you'd like to share it or just uh well just me, people people investing in it or yeah. just the whole concept me personally i i'm well, I guess I say two things. One, I'm more risk averse, so I don't like to trade things I don't know. And Bitcoin definitely falls into that area. But um, there are people I know who have made a lot of money from Bitcoin, so I can't uh, discount the fact. Um, but me, myself, I don't understand it, so I wouldn't touch it. Mm, that's, that's fair. That's generally that's my fair. recommendation. But if you are the type where you kind of just want to play in the market instead of making it your profession then i mean you can try whatever you want (laughs) yeah just do it smart yeah um so what would you say is your biggest challenge today we heard all your challenges starting up 
and going into investments. Mm-hmm. But now, as a person who's been doing this for seven years, mm-hmm. what would you say is your biggest challenge? Uh, in recent years, definitely my biggest challenge has been transitioning my trading into more of a sustainable um, strategy. So my performance up till now has been fairly good, but that's the result of taking big risks. And um, this year, I really um, analyzed my performance critically and my strategy critically and tried to think, would this work long term? Could I do this for a living? And as it stands now, no, no, I can't. It's it's too risky. Even if I get the results, it's too stressful. Mm-hmm. So I, my biggest challenge has definitely been trying to transition my aggressive strategy into something a little more low risk. And that's that's hard for me because my natural leaning is to be more aggressive, be more risky. Um, but at the same time, I want to be low risk, but it's not my natural state to be low risk. It's two thought, two sides that you're yeah. just pulling on each other yeah. trying so there, to figure there, out which there, one. There's that like self-improvement thing again. Like I, I have to recognize that that I like risk, but uh, if I want to make this my profession, then I have to force myself to tone it down a little. So you're thinking on the long run instead of yeah. the short short run. I get it. Exactly. No, I get it. Um, so do you see, you see yourself doing this for many years to come? I can see that. Yeah, my entire life. Um, do you see yourself investing in different things in, later in the future or sticking around the same things and every now and then it, trying a little something new? Uh, more of the latter. I, yeah. I like to, to do what works. Um, I mean, uh, for me, a lot of experimentation happened in my first couple of years. Mm-hmm. to try and find a working strategy and now i have a working strategy so i want to stick with it and if i have new ideas then experiment with them one at a time but more in a controlled environment okay um so now everybody who might be interested in investments and investing do you have any advice for them for, for starting off or how to be organized or where to find resources or who to talk to um well, definitely before even making your first trade, I would suggest doing lots of research. Me personally, um, even before I opened my first trading account, I spent two years researching. Um, so that includes reading books, blogs, articles, even like reading newspaper. Um, but if I had to give some tips on people who are just starting out now, I would suggest uh, picking up a book by Peter Lynch. Uh, he's a famed mutual fund manager, and he has some really good advice, um, really any of his books. But um, if you want a name, then uh, One Up on Wall Street or Beating the Street. Um, good advice in there. A lot, of, a a lot of streets, point. a lot of streets. You got to yeah. get the word from <laughs> the streets. That's theme. <laughs> <laughs> Next is going to be all about the streets. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Josh, for uh, taking part in my actual first episode of... Uh, Time for your hobby. Um, Thanks for I having hope, me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there you have it, people. Another body with a hobby. Um, if you want to learn more about Josh, do you have anything you want to say? Your websites, Twitter, anything like that? Uh, well, <laughs> or, I don't have a website or anything, but if you <laughs> if you want to buy my book. Ooh, yes. It's, uh, it's not available for sale yet, but uh, hopefully in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks, it, uh, it will be available on Amazon. It's called A Step Towards Freedom by Joshua Chung. I heard it here first, Joshua Chung's A Step Towards Freedom. 
I'm excited. I'm going to actually buy it. And then just, I'll put the link down on the description here once it's out. Um, if you'd like to be on the show to talk about your hobby and sharing your experience and how it made you who you are today, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And I'll try to do my best to try to get you on the show. So until next time, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>